Welcome to High Hill Pistachio, where visionaries gather to get inspired, learn new tools, and get a mental break that's still productive. Let your body chillax, but keep those ears on max. What is up, dreamers? Welcome to another episode of High Hill Pistachio. I'm your host, Bria, who created an alter ego at the age of three, apparently named Mr. Coco. Alas, we are not here to talk about my childhood. My therapist would be out of the job. Just kidding. But speaking of childhood, our guest today is someone I've known my whole life, like the entire time. How wild is that? He is extremely hardworking, intelligent, funny. The man has a great taste in shoes. We've got Julian Elizondo on, aka my dad. Welcome, dad. Hey, how's it going, wonderful daughter? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for being on. I know you're you're a busy man. I'm super excited to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm I am really excited. I've been looking forward to this. So I have a fun question for us to dive into before we start. Awesome. Shoot. Okay. On on one hand, I feel like I might know what you're gonna say, but I have a feeling you might surprise me. But I'm asking this question to see where your loyalty lies. Just to set Uh the Yeah, we're we're about to get deep. The pressure's on. (laughs) Okay. So if you were a superhero and you had to team up with one other superhero, who would it be and why? And this is both universes. So that's where the loyalty thing is coming in. So this is DC and Marvel Universe. Yup. Choose why I got to team up with whoever I wanted. Yep. It would be Batman. It'd be a no-brainer for me. It'd be Batman. Yeah, I knew I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's gonna be Batman, or I don't know. I don't know who you would pick out of the Marvel universe. I'd pick the Hulk. Oh yeah, though I should have known that. Yeah, then he I'd probably make him mad somehow and he'd just smash me. <laughs> Short lived team. Yeah. No, I definitely pick Batman. He's the only superhero that's a regular man. Yeah. Mastered his mind and body. And uh yeah, I think it would be awesome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that that he did that. Who would you absolutely not team up with? Like they came up to you and they're like, hey, we should team up. Uh, fight for justice and you'd be like no way <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um i don't know i don't know like uh maybe maybe the flash you're you're just saying that no i'm not i'm not saying it and i know the flash is your guy because um, he's one of the best superheroes in both universes no he's pretty awesome but he's also very arrogant and <laughs> kind of a smart aleck and yeah that would get yeah. old after a while we're being serious and he's cracking jokes right it's a it's a defense mechanism dad his mom was murdered when he was a child he's still oh, now I feel, did it now i feel like a jerk right maybe if you took the time to really talk to him <laughs> just kidding Okay, yeah, that's a pretty valid point. He he does goof off a lot. 
Well, so does Spider-Man. Yeah, or maybe uh, maybe Wolverine. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be a tough one. Does he have anger issues? Wolverine? He does. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Not someone you can just go grab a beer with without being on the edge of your seat. Yeah, bump into him wrong on an accident. And- <laughs> Get some claws. Logan, please. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay, so I was, I was correct with the prediction, but I liked the, the backstory behind it. So thank you. That was a fun You're question. You're very welcome. So this is tricky because I don't know exactly how professional to take this. Do I call you Mr. Dad? Just Dad? I like Dad. I feel like that's natural. Dad works. I mean, I think I would, I would feel weird if you called me Mr. Dad or by my first name. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I would uh, I'd be a little insulted, maybe. But, yeah, Dad works. I was going to say, I've never called you by, like, your first name except for the intro we just did there for, well. I know, and I felt weird when, you, when I heard it. I was like, did she just say my first name like that? <laughs> but it sounded great. So... In any case, Dad, I've been looking forward to interviewing you a lot because when I was brainstorming guests for the show, when I first started coming up with it, you were one of the first people I thought of to interview. Um, And you were actually the person who inspired me and kind of gave me that push to start a podcast. You wanted it to be, you wanted me to start a Twitch account, but next best thing, (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Well, your podcast is great, and the only reason I wanted you to start a Twitch account is because you have a very good positive energy. The vibes that, you know, you send are nothing but good vibes, and I feel like more people need that. Oh, that's so nice, Dad. Thank you. You're welcome. Might have saved the world from having people watch me play Sims or Oregon Trail for hours. (laughs) but you never know people enjoy that stuff too so right (laughs) maybe in the future huh yeah maybe in the future (laughs) if i get really bored someday (laughs) so i'm so extremely proud of your accomplishments and i just can't wait for you to share so dad if you would please tell us a little bit about yourself and your passion we can kick things off sounds good like everybody already knows my name is julian elizondo from your early intro and i really appreciate uh being on your show and all your kind words makes me feel so so good um (laughs) and well i started a family at a young age And so I had to start working at a young age. Um, Had three wonderful daughters. And um, I landed in construction around 17. And I stayed in that that career path. And uh, when I was 18, I got a job being a mason. And I was a tender. And it just kind of went from there. I really enjoyed what I did. Um, as time went on, you know, uh, 
a year and a half later, I became a foreman, running my own crew, and worked for a couple different companies before I started my own business. Wow. You said um, you started out as a, what was the position called? It was called a mason tender. Okay. I didn't know that. So you have to be a mason tender for a while before you can become a foreman just to kind of like prove yourself? Well, it's basically a mason tender, then a mason, which does the install of the brick, block, culture stone, all that good stuff. And then depending on how good you are, you have the opportunity to become a foreman. And within a year and a half from starting, I became a foreman. Wow, Dad, that's very impressive. Yeah, well, I got, uh, got a lot of good feedback from my boss. My foreman I was under was really mean. And uh, yeah, he used to say a lot of mean things to us. And one of the words that, or one of the things he said to me that really pushed me to do better was, I will never become anything and I'll always be mediocre. And in a way I should thank him because those, I mean, that thing that he said to me really pushed me to show him that, you know, I will be good. I'm about not to, be mediocre. No, I'm about to throw my hands at this dude. What'd you say about my dad? Say it again. <laughs> oh, I was about to throw hands at him too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's amazing that you overcame that because those are really harsh words, especially coming from somebody that you're trying to look up to and learn from. People be mean. Yeah, people are mean sometimes, but you got when they go low, you go high. Oh, I like that. Thank you for sharing that. I love hearing you talk about your story because you've come so far and you're still just going up and up. So every successful businessman in business has a story where it all began. Um, so you just kind of described how you came across this trade. So what made you want to pursue it into what it is today? Well, I really enjoy what I do. Um, I enjoy the interaction with customers and clients. Um, I enjoy turning something plain into something magnificent. Uh, and I, I just really like being hands-on. Um, oh, you a lot of people, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say, um, you didn't even, we didn't even say what the name of your business is or <laughs> what, what you do. We both know. So. <laughs> well, I'm the owner of JE Superior Stone LLC. Um, I do a lot of mason work and I do a lot of carpentry and finish work as well. So not just masonry. I do a lot of tile work. Um, but when I first started my business, I stuck with strictly mason work. And uh, I learned early on that, you know, you have to be able to do multiple things. And luckily I knew how to do those things. That is awesome, dad. Okay, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just thought it'd probably be a good time to let people know <laughs> what you did exactly. Um, that's my bad. 
So if you really enjoy what you do and in interacting with homeowners. I do. I do. Um, I think I get joy seeing other people happy with what we accomplished and what we've done for them. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing because, well, it, um, your specialty is kind of like fireplaces and that's a very, it's a very heartwarming piece of a house. I think a lot of memories are created either around or by the fireplace in a home. So it's really cool that you're a part of that in some way. Well, thank you. And yeah, a fireplace tends to be the focal point of a room. Yeah, um, that's a good word for it. Yeah, and knock on wood, I have not gotten any negative feedback. Um, and again, I just enjoy what I do. I enjoy the guys I work with or that work for me. And yeah, I think work should be fun. It shouldn't be a stressful environment all the time. I mean, times can be stress. It can be stressful, but you know, we're not here on this planet to be stressed out all the time. Well, at least we shouldn't be. Yeah, I I don't mean to be biased, but I think you have a pretty good uh, assistant and uh, accountant filer. <laughs> Yes, I do. I do. She's <laughs> awesome. She's very thorough. It's me. Her <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I I enjoy um working for you. It's cool to be a part of like a family business. Well, you're really good at what you do. And for someone that doesn't like math, you are excellent. Thank you for hiring somebody who has dyscalculia. Anybody anybody <laughs> can do anything. So yes, they can. <laughs> playing off of that, do you remember what inspired you to create your own business and the name behind it? Yeah, uh, this is another little backstory. I'll make it quick. Uh, well, when I first started working, I worked for this company in Nakusa, Wisconsin. And uh, that's the company where I started off as a mason tender. A year and a half later, I became a foreman of my own crew. And um, I ended up working on a project up in St. Croix, Wisconsin. Uh, working on that project, uh, this gentleman confronted me, told me that he really liked our work. And uh, he had a small business and he was wondering if I could run his crew on his small business he offered me great pay all that good stuff and uh six months later i made the change and started working over in st croix uh you remember when we ended up moving to hammond yep i remember <laughs> and, uh, golden years yeah yeah and i started getting little side jobs well my boss at the time he didn't like that it wasn't affecting the work I was doing for him. He just didn't like the fact that I was working outside um, his business doing anything. Right. I ended up getting a, a big side job back over in the central Wisconsin area. And he asked if he could be the lead on my side job project. 
And I refused. He got upset. We got into a little verbal altercation. And um, at that point, I decided that that side job was going to be my first actual business project. And uh, talking to that homeowner, who was great, gave me some great insight and advice to start my business. And I just went from there. It was scary, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, that's a big leap. And it's pretty awesome that you kind of knew or felt like while you were doing those side jobs, like, yeah, this is the path I want to take. This is what I was meant to do. I really liked it. I like working for myself. I enjoy the freedom. Yeah. Um, granted, I do work every day, so it's not like I just take off whenever I want. <laughs> um, you know. So, but there. So I do like the freedom, like I said. And there's a lot of things that I couldn't do if I was working for somebody else. Yeah, that's true. Do you think the the benefits of owning your own business and working for yourself outweigh any cons that there might be? I do. There are some stressful times, you know, when the economy really took a hit. Um, small businesses do feel it. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah, and, uh, you know, during this whole hectic time, we lost a little bit of work. Um, you know, people that lost money during this time, they just couldn't uh, get their project finished. And even though we had contracts, I was not going to hold these people, you know, to their contracts. I, from past experience, know exactly how it is when hard time falls on us. And I don't feel anybody should have to, you know, forcefully go through stuff like that. Wow. Good man, dad. That's, that's really <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sure those people really appreciate it. That would suck to, I think you'd be really spiteful towards whatever project was going on in your house. Be like, yep, that's the fireplace that put us in debt. <laughs> Let's go gather. <laughs> yeah, up. yeah. No, I, I honestly, and there, um, the couple projects that got canceled, they were all, you know, uh, return customers, and they're all great people. It's just, unfortunately, these were hard times and, you know, they just, they could not afford the work that they wanted done. And I wasn't going to hold them to their contract. They're great people. Well, just from that decision that you made and from the simple fact that they're returning customers, that really goes to show, like how you said earlier, that you love that interaction between homeowners and making those relationships. You can tell that they're genuine and profound, especially if they're coming back. They are. It's, it's, uh, it's a good, it's a good relationship I have with my customers. I'd like to think so. Well, I've seen it firsthand. You are very charming. <laughs> well, thank you. Prismatic. I try. <laughs> yeah. So if you could give a piece of business advice to your past self, like right before you would have started your business, what would you have told yourself? I would have told myself, don't be afraid to invest and in, and to try new things. A lot of time fear holds us back. It prevents us from taking that extra step forward 
even though it could have been a good idea, a lot of times we have this thought in our mind, well, what if it goes wrong? So it prevents us from taking that step. Um, I would have talked to my uh, younger self and told them not to be scared, you know. Oh, that's really good advice. That's heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You can really carry that to almost pretty much all aspects of your life as well. Very good advice, Dad. Oh, I try. I try. <laughs> I have some great kids to talk to, share this stuff with. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Warm and fuzzy in here. <laughs> Just how we like it. <laughs> so how does a break sound to you, Dad? Shall we take a break? Yeah, it sounds good. Alrighty, we'll be right back to catch more awesome knowledge and insight. We are back and ready for more sharp business talk from the man himself. <laughs> so, Dad... <laughs> I just want to say how incredibly proud I am of you. It's been amazing to see this business that you began grow and become successful into what it is today and to see the well, finished product. Thank you product. so much. Yeah, and to, I especially love seeing uh, the before and afters of these projects that you do because guys, not even kidding, this stonework is like some form of art. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, I see you're working towards a really awesome Christmas gift. So well yeah. done. I was going to say, I really want to start um, an Instagram account because your, your stonework really is like art. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. So, but of course, every business must go through challenges in order to grow. So how did you get through rough patches as a business owner? Well, one thing I had to learn was to save and not do, um, I guess, big spending when it wasn't necessary. You know, we all need things. And when times get slow, you know, you can't, purchase the things that you would typically be able to purchase, you know, um, more equipment, more tools, you know, saving definitely was a big part of that. Yeah, that's very, that's very smart. I think, especially to plan ahead to know like, okay, there's going to be, there's going to be at least one rough patch in a year. That's kind of hard to swallow down, but to be prepared and know that it's coming rather than not expecting it and just expecting the year to go phenomenal. Yeah, and we can't always expect things to go perfect. Um, it's, it's good to hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Mm -hmm. And it's not to have a negative thought about everything. It's more about just being prepared or trying to be prepared. Right, yeah, being practical. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very sound advice. Yes. Thank you. So what drives you to keep going on through those tough times? Like, say you're going through a dry spell and you're like, man, why do I, 
Why do we even have my own business? This is hard. <laughs> what, what keeps you going? Well, when I was younger, the huge thing that kept me going was the family. Aww. Of course, you know, three daughters and an adopted nephew and niece. We had a big family. There was no way we could take time off like that. So when, you know, work wasn't coming through, I would get out there and I would pitch myself to contractors uh, at new construction. I would see driving by, I'd stop and I'll try to talk to the general contractor or the foreman or the homeowner. And um, after a while, it got to the point where I didn't have to do that. And people and customers and contractors were calling me. Dang, Dad, that that's a that's a baller move. Just going seeing new construction, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm about to scope this out. Well, I looked at it like an opportunity. I didn't want it to pass me by, and I didn't want to pass it by. And not all of those opportunities fell through. Um, but let's just say about 40 to 50% of them did. Yeah, well, even just taking the chance and putting yourself out there. Because even if maybe some of those uh, homeowners or contractors didn't pick you up for that job, they could remember your business name for in the future. And they did. And one thing I made, I made sure I carried was a lot of business cards. And I still do. Um, when I meet somebody new, you know, I don't always bring up business because business, yes, it's a big part of my life, but it's not my whole life. But if somebody talks to me and asks me about what I do, you know, I talk to them about it and, um, you know, 50% of the time I give them a business card. Sometimes I don't, uh, I don't want it to feel like I'm just out here just trying to sell myself because right. I'm not, you know, um, I thank God every day that we are as busy as we are. Um, we're all healthy, which is important. Yeah. I think, um, when you were describing that you don't always like bring up business and everything, cause that's not your whole life. I think at least from my perspective, that plays a big role into how and why your relationships with your customers is so genuine because you're not straight to business. I mean, when it's time to work, yeah, straight yeah. to business. But when you're talking, you genuinely care about the conversation. Oh, definitely. I think it's very important to have that type of connection with not just my customers, but people. Yeah, those interpersonal skills really take you a long way and, and lend you more jobs too. Because if you have a good experience with those customers, their friends or family might have a job in the future. Like, oh my gosh, I have this great Mason. I'll give you his number. Yeah, and sometimes it does work out that way. And I really like that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that a lot of your like a lot of your business is word of mouth. And that's almost unheard of nowadays. Not so much unheard of, but um, you're right. A lot of my business is word of mouth. That just goes to show, again, how great your interpersonal skills are and your work, that it like speaks for itself. It doesn't need big, fancy advertisement. <laughs> like billboards. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a great business, Dad. I definitely appreciate that feedback from you. It makes me feel good. Of course. Thank you, daughter. So coming from the, the great businessman, do you have any wise words or advice for anyone who might be wanting to start their own business? Yeah. Don't jump into something head on that you don't know much about. Before investing time and money, learn as much as you can about the ins and outs of what you want to do. Don't be afraid, like I said before, to jump into it, but do it after you get all your ducks in a row. Like I said, learn the ins and outs, learn what it takes to run it and you know, grow your business. You wanna invest in your business. Um, yeah, the nice cars and trucks and all that stuff are nice, but if you're not taking that extra money and investing in your business and you're wondering why your business isn't growing, that's the reason you're taking these extra funds and you're spending it outside of what's making you money. Ooh, yeah, that's that last bit you said right there really spoke truth. Well, the whole thing did, but that was just very profound. Thank you. Yeah, especially with making sure that you do a bit of research. Well, not a bit. You do a lot of research before you say like, yeah, I want to start a business about this topic or on this path of work because you don't want to catch yourself by surprise. Like six months into the business, you're like, wait, what? I didn't, I didn't know this was a thing. And now you're out like thousands of dollars or something. Yeah. And it happens. It does happen. I know I get so sad when I see like a little business go up, go out of business. It's heartbreaking. It is. And being a business owner, I kind of feel their pain because I mean, we've had hard times, but you know, we've also didn't stop working. We just kept trucking along. Mm -hmm. We made sure we saved and uh, here we are still working, still running. Here we are. Great business. Thank you. How many fireplaces do you think you've done? Oh, geez. Hundreds. And I'm not exaggerating. We've, we've done a lot and we haven't done just fireplaces. And you know that I've, you know, I've remodeled dozens of bathrooms and bedrooms and basements. And uh, we've laid thousands and thousands of square feet of tile. <laughs> I can't even begin to think of like how many single pieces of tile you've laid down, like not even a ballpark number. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It is fun. I do like what I do. You're very good at what you do. Thank you. <laughs> wow, thank you, Dad. That that's such valuable information. And I know starting I can imagine starting a business, as you said, it can can be scary and newcomers will have to do a lot of research. So I really think that your story and advice is going to help somebody. And I hope whoever in the future is thinking of starting their own business that they come across this podcast, this episode, so they can hear your words of advice and your story 
because it really is it's inspiring and very helpful so thank you and uh you know what you are doing now is very inspiring as well Aww. i mean it takes a lot of courage to do what you're doing and it takes a lot of work i had no idea until you told me <laughs> the process that you go through and honestly i really tip my hat to you well thank done you. thank you dad just want to inspire people and make awesome people like you feel important and driven towards their dreams as well because what you're doing is great also thank you and you definitely you definitely uh have a good way of making your guests feel very welcome and and important oh good glad to hear that hope i have reoccurring customers as well uh, you will you definitely <laughs> will all righty now we've come to my favorite part of the show it's quote time Maybe next, maybe next season I'll have like some sound effect for the quote time. <laughs> so I don't have to keep doing the air horns. We're going to miss the air horns. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, before the show, I asked my guests to prepare a quote that's inspirational to them and have them share it with us. And I, when I was writing my show notes, I was like, ooh, I have a guess at who I think my dad's gonna quote. And I have it written down so you know that I'm like not cheating if I'm correct. Um, okay. But either way, I'm really excited to, to hear your inspirational quote. Well, my inspirational quote comes from Albert Einstein. And the quote goes, not everything that counts can be counted. And not everything that's counted truly counts. Ooh, that wordplay. So why did you pick that quote? Because it says a lot. And I, I think it speaks a lot of truth. You know, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in family. Yes. And Family needs love, not money. And yeah, money's, money is what makes our world go round, but it's not everything. Yeah. And when I was younger, I thought money, as long as I made good money, I, was, I would be happy. But the thing that made me the happiest was my family. Aw. Aw, Dad, that's so sweet. Well, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to quote Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee does have some really good ones. I'm, <laughs> you're not <laughs> wrong. No, I, I really like that quote, though. And you can't go wrong with Albert Einstein, either. I, look, I like that man. Yeah, yeah. You know, he never learned how to drive. Yeah, that's, uh, but I'm not going to hold that against him because he was <laughs> working hard, figuring out a lot of other things for us. Mm -hmm. He said it was too complicated. Really? Yep. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure somebody's going to comment on this and be like, you're dead wrong. And be like, okay, sounds good. My bad. <laughs> 
but well, as far as I know, that's what he said. Oh, that's uh, that's news to me, but I believe it because I heard some things about him forgetting to put his pants on. <laughs> Albert, you know, I mean, the guy had so much <laughs> going on in his head. Right, these meet these trivial things. He didn't have time for them. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Dad, thank you so much for coming on. I I love you and I miss you a lot. And I'm so happy that we have this memory now of doing this episode. Awesome. Bria, thank you so much for having me. And honestly, I really miss you a lot too, honey. And I can't wait to see you. And I love you so much. And I appreciate all the nice things you said about me. Well, they're and all true. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm really happy that you were able to tell your story and give some really great advice to people. I, I really think that's going to help somebody. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you just wanted me on, not just because <laughs> I'm your dad. <laughs> right, we just talk about superheroes the whole time. That's we my could've. question. We could have. Oh my gosh, I'm wearing my Flash shirt. I didn't even realize that. Oh, you are. Represent. Yep, and I had to throw Barry under the bus. Dane, what did Barry Allen do to deserve this? He's just trying to heal, never grieved. So now it comes out as humor and puns. <laughs> He's too sarcastic for me. He is pretty sarcastic. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You'd have to be a pretty big fan of his to, to be mellow with that all the time. Like, Barry, doesn't it ever turn off? Well, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge. Barry Allen Flash fan. I am. But, uh, you know, in the comic books, he's super sarcastic. In the TV show, not so much. But uh, all in all, still a, still a great character. If they ever did, like, a crossover uh, team, it would be very interesting and funny to see him and Spider-Man working together. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Yeah, good. I feel like just watching like the Justice League, how you sometimes you can tell that Batman's pretty pretty tired of the Flash's stuff. It'd be really funny for Batman to try to deal with Peter Parker. <laughs> it would not happen. No, it, it wouldn't happen. Uh, <laughs> what is this child doing? You just give him that that mean scowl, and hopefully <laughs> Peter Parker stops talking. Right, the dead look in his eyes. And then they have some sad moment where they, they talk about their, their deceased. Oh, Uncle Ben. I, oh, geez, getting all emotional now. I shouldn't have brought that up too soon. Yeah. Thank you so much again for coming on, Dad. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me, Bria. It was an honor. And I, like I said, I miss you and I love you so much, honey. I do. I, I really miss you. When we were talking about superheroes, I totally forgot that we were recording an episode for the podcast. I was like, oh, wait, we should probably circle back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on. Um, and for all of you amazing dreamers, keep believing in yourselves and setting those goals because I know you can do it. And I'll see you pistachios for our season finale next Friday. so much for tuning in during your busy schedule we have new episodes every friday 
Our jiving theme song is by the all-wonderful and talented Luke Daniels. I hope you've learned some great new insight and you're feeling confident and motivated in your dreams and passions. Let today be the step you've been thinking about taking. You're amazing. Thank you.